0: Today we'll be talking about valuations. So valuations falls into the financial pillar, and that's what we'll be talking about tonight. So without any further ado, let's go on with tonight's training topic, which is, what's it worth, or business valuations. So what we're we going to talk about, we're going to cover. Uh, a, a sort of an overview of the methods of 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 valuing a business we're going to look at asset based valuations market comparisons and financial performance and then we're going to have a look at some reasons for valuing your business so the obvious one is obviously if you're p- planning to to leave the business uh, and you're going to sell it you need a valuation for that but there are other reasons and we'll explore some of those as well and then finally i'm going to finish by asking uh and discussing sort of with myself, if you like, um, why business valuations can be unreliable and what what factors do you need to, to consider if you're having a valuation to make sure that it's, it, it's a true representation of what you may or may not get for your business when it comes to selling, if that is the plan. So that's what we're going to cover. Let's get on with with the topic. Let me just move my piece of paper that reminds me what to talk about so I can see how long I've been going on for. I do have a tendency to go slightly over so uh, I need to keep an eye on the clock. So we'll start off with an overview of, of business valuations then. So and we, we're going to look at three different methods. There are others but these are probably the most pertinent to the, the garage trade. So how how is a business valued, well it can be valued through its assets, it can be valued by market comparison and it can be valued based on its financial performance or more than likely a combination of these factors. So what's an asset based valuation? Well this assesses assesses the value of the business tangible and intangible assets. So what do I mean by that? Well tangible assets include the value of the land, building, equipment, tools, inventory and any vehicles that belong to the business. So their tangible aff- assets are the ones you can you can sort of touch that that's that's an easy way of, of of looking at it. And the good thing about tangible assets is they're reasonably easy to value and lots of people will agree with that valuation. We kind of know how much land is selling for in the area. We we know how much buildings or commercial properties are selling for. Equipment and tools That becomes a little bit more subjective, depending on their age, condition, etc. But generally, we have an idea of their second-hand value. Now this isn't the same value that is on your books. Because on your books, this equipment and tools will have had a depreciation cycle, typically uh, over three or five years, and they may have no actual asset value to the business. But that's for the reasons of tax, not for the reasons of selling, which is slightly different. Uh, And then what what inventory do you have? Do you have any spares, do you have any any parts or other things that you use in in the sort of operation of your garage business that would be of a value to or to anyone purchasing the business and and obviously the vehicles. Now they're the tangible assets, the things you can touch reasonably easy uh a little bit tricky when it comes to equipment uh and the tools you know lifts and stuff like that you know you you have to be realistic they're not worth what you paid for them but they're not also worth nothing if they've been depreciated on the books now unlike tangible assets intangible assets which include say the value of of the business brand any the, the relationships you have with your customers and any intellectual property property aren't you aren't able to touch these things yeah, and they can be incredibly subjective when it comes to value and it can be argued for example if you say your customer base has a value does it in today's market can uh, another garage with a very very aggressive and active marketing campaign access all those customers Do, is your black book is your diary actually? have the value that it had say 10 15 years ago i'd argue that it doesn't but this is where intangible assets become incredibly difficult to put a value on in part of the valuation so that's one method of value in the business so it's asset based your tangible and intangible assets what are they worth and someone comes along and puts a value on them so that's the first one market comparison this is often used as as a guide in terms of of valuations to make sure that by looking at the assets in in the business you haven't gone miles away for example you know what is a property a, a commercial property selling for on that industrial estate doesn't matter whether it's a garage or not what's the value of commercial property locally and that's often a market comparison because it involves comparing the garage business to similar businesses that have recently been sold in the current market and factors that need to be considered when you look at this include the size location, the customer base reputation and profitability of the business. So you can see that when you do a market comparison you've got to make sure you're comparing apples with apples and oranges with oranges because a similar business may have, and this is where those intangible assets come into play a a bigger customer base it may have more um, intellectual property within that business so and one business that's being compared with another may not be as profitable and we'll come to financial performance as a way of of value in a business in a second so you can see market comparison if you like is is the is the way that anyone who's value in a business keeps the valuation realistic in that location but there are—it's—it's a—it's a, it's a useful guide. It, it helps. So if you're thinking, right, you know, I want a, a rough rule of thumb. I want a reasonably accurate valuation for my business, and one very similar to yours. Up the road has just sold. Then that's not a bad way of looking at it, as long as you are comparing like for like. If that business is, uh, for example, leasing the building and you own your building that comparison goes straight out the window unless you aren't selling the actual physical building when you sell the business some people do some people don't so you've got to look at that so the next one financial performance focuses on both the historical and projected financial data of the business so what's happened in the past and what is expected to happen in the future and the key financial revenues Oh, or indicators, sorry, our revenue and profitability. Cash flow comes in there a little bit, as do the, if you like, the assets. Because we come back to that asset-based valuation. And what is what what happens here is is that the 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 value of the business is based on its past and future financial performance. And often, what you'll see here is is a business valued either on its revenue times by a multiple. Or it's net profit times by a multiple and you might even take into account the future ability of that business to earn and then bring that back to today's money and say this business will be able to earn you XYZ in the next five years but in today's money that is actually worth this so there are a number of ways of looking at the financial performance of a business and 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 basing the valuation on it so you'll commonly hear Um, valuations based on either turnover or profit. Profit is probably a little bit more reliable and then you'll have adjusted profit which just makes it a little bit more complicated but basically any um, anything that the current business owner is taking out of the business in terms of let's say pension or wages or um, dividends is added back to the net profit so that when that person is no longer in the business, the true profit value is used. So that's the adjusted profit. So and a typical multiplier for a for net profit, adjusted net profit for a biz a garage business is somewhere between two and five. So we'll call it three because that's somewhere between two and five. But that will give you an idea of a financial valuation of your business based on the actual business remember if you if you own the building you can add the building to it if you're selling with that and the tangible and intangible assets now i would argue the financial performance of the business includes the intangible assets but depending on you get to value your business they may have a different opinion so they're the methods of of valuation. so they're asset based market comparison and financial and the truth is They will use a combination of them, they will use the financial performance, a market comparison for a little bit of sanity and then look at the assets of the business and put a number on the business from there. So that's how it's done. Why would you want to have a business valuation other than if you are planning to end your association with that business? So we've done a training topic on this before, so if you're planning to end your association with the business, there are only three ways to end that, and that is either by selling it, you're going to pass that on or transfer ownership to somebody else, or you're going to close the business down. They're the only three exits. So a good reason for having a valuation is so you know what the business is worth now, or if you're planning for retirement you may want to know what the business may be worth to make sure you've got enough to retire with. And we'll come back to that later on. So that is the real reason. So it also, if you have a look, if you think about it, if you think about your passing the business on to somebody there are various various ways of doing that and you need to start these processes well in advance. I I, I like a 10 year planning cycle with three threes. And a spare so if you know what you're going to be doing in 10 years time in terms of in 10 years you want to retire so let's say you're in your your early 50s mid 50s and you want to be out of the business by 60s 65 10 years out you can start planning how you're going to run the business over this next sort of three three year periods in order to have the best possible valuation at the end or if you're closing it that you haven't started investing in the last sort of planning cycle because it's pointless because you're closing the business. So that's a reason for a evaluation is if you're going to sell it. But what happens if, if you're in a partnership and one day one of the partners decides to exit the business? It becomes crucial right then to determine the value of the business so that you can have a, a fair and equitable division of assets. And the valuation process, or having an idea of what your business is worth, can help avoiding potential disputes, and will it ensure a smoother transaction. Now, you probably, if you're in a partnership and, and that happens, and you've had a, a independent valuation reasonably, uh, sort of soon previously, you know, not so far away, you had a independent valuation done. You you have an idea. You both have an idea of what the business is worth, and therefore you can look at how you're going to divide that business up. That's one good reason for having a valuation. The other is for securing finance or investment. So if you're if you're looking for funding from lenders or investors, having a professional valuation can enhance the credibility uh, and provide a objective assessment of the business worth, if you like. So if you have or regularly have a valuation and you're going to get funding or you're looking to attract investors, proving what the business is currently worth is is actually not a bad idea. So people can see what where you are, where you're trying to get to, and they can support you in your financing or investment goals. So there are three very good reasons for having a valuation. So it's never a bad idea to have one. Be careful uh, when you go for a free valuation because they 're probably worth every penny so uh, and you will get come back to that in a second. normally, when you get a professional valuation, it will have a cost associated with it uh, if it 's a free valuation that 's where we 're going to come into some of the areas that we 're going to look at now so what is or what can make evaluation unreliable? well, placing too much if you like, stock on your intangible assets, the reputation of the business, the quality of its customer base, the skills and experience of the staff, competitive advantages and industry trends. People place a lot of store on those, but actually what is all of that actually worth? It's very, very difficult to say. So there's one reason for unreliable valuation is when you place too much if you like, worth on the intangible assets. But the other reason is, is when the business is is valued by uh, an independent, for a reason other than a professional valuation. So if they have, for example, a vested interest in in getting you to sign with them, sign an inclusive sales, they're going to probably give you the news that you want to hear when it comes to selling your business. And this this is something I see time and time again. Businesses uh, for sale somewhere between two hundred and fifty and three hundred thousand pounds that just haven't sold. They've been for sale for more than a year, maybe more than two or three years, in some cases since before COVID. Uh, and why have they got attracted that valuation price? Where does that come from? It's because that's what people think they need to retire and i I, I, I regularly see a business that with a valuation of, of 250 to 300,000 pounds that I can't see where that valuation has come from if you were to look at the books a business valuation of 300,000 pounds requires a net profit and adjusted net profit of somewhere around about 100,000 pounds a year now in that time that it has been for sale if it's been for sale for since pre-covid and it's doing 100,000 pound a year in profit the business owner could have realised the selling price in profit. Why are they selling, or why why are they they still trying to sell it for that amount of money? Surely they'd have been better off fattening the cat at that point, doing everything they can in the business to 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 achieve as much profit as as possible, run the business down in terms of investment, and and close the doors. They were in the same time they were waiting. They could have made a similar amount of money, I'd argue. So. That is one of the reasons for having unreliable valuations. It's because the person giving you the valuation was doing it because they want you to sign up with them to get a sale, and they'll promise you the earth, yeah, and they'll say things like, "We're normally turning these round in two to three months." It, you know, it's it's a seller's market. They'll tell you there are plenty of investors looking to buy garage businesses. Well, just take a look at how many garages are for sale in your area and how long they've been for sale for, and you'll probably realise that it might not be uh, a seller's market in the garage business. So to summarize then, to obtain a a reliable valuation, it is recommended to engage the services of a professional business appraiser or chartered accountant who specializes in business valuations that has nothing to do with the actual sale of the business. So it's just an independent valuation done by a professional business appraiser or a chartered accountant who specializes in valuations. They can help assess your specific circumstances, gather the necessary information and provide a more accurate valuation based on the most suitable methodology which will probably be a combination of the methods we talked about at the beginning of this training topic. Remember ultimately the garage is only worth what if someone is willing to pay for it. Hopefully that's made you. Uh, Think a little bit about how a business is valued, the reasons for getting a valuation, and some of the reasons why valuations can be uh, a little bit unreliable, shall we say. The only true um, valuation ultimately is if you sell it, and it's the amount that person paid. Thanks for listening. My name is Andy Crook.